Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Season 2, Episode 9 of the Thistle Rugby Podcast, the only rugby podcast that cares about Scottish rugby. How are you guys doing? I'm David and I'm with Matt. Hi guys, how are we doing? I'm here ready to talk some code, as I hear the cool kids are calling it these days. No one is calling it that. Alan, how are you doing, pal? <laughs> what the hell was that? Code. That's what Sean Maitland calls rugby. Cool. <laughs> I don't know about that. Well, it's it's not a great start, but it is a very special episode um, to us. This is our one year anniversary podcast. Congratulations, guys. Thanks very much. Feels good. One year in. Should I, should I take you through some of the highlights from the year? A sex bot's number one. Sex, sex bots are our number one highlight, and also I presume the um, the vast majority of our listenership. Um, what else has happened in that year? All the first team coaches in Scottish rugby have changed. That's quite something. Level. That's quite something. Since we began um, after the first week of Europe last year, Scotland have beaten Australia, Wales, and Ireland, and briefly touched the dizzy heights of fifth in the world. Until it was an IRB mistake and it got <laughs> revised hey, down we'll to take, six. We'll take it. That was a great time. Greek Tonks um, has forced um, Izzy Fly to sit out of the Autumn Internationals because <laughs> he couldn't face coming back to play him again after the embarrassment in the summer. So that's big. We have picked up 102 reviews on iTunes. Thanks very much, guys, for doing that. And we are closing in on um, almost 100,000 listens in total. R.I.P. Alan Solomons. That's all I've got to say on that. <laughs> that's, that's the low light. That, that is the low light. That is the low light. I, I, I choose to focus on the highlights because it is a Scottish rugby pod, so there are a huge number of low lights. But I think on behalf of the three of us, I just wanted to say thanks to everyone out there for listening, for engaging with us. Be it on Twitter at Thistle Rugby Pod, on our newly founded Instagram, Thistle Understroke Rugby Understroke Pod, or on iTunes. Um, but the message isn't quite getting through to our fan... Brigan Daka, I think that's what it says here. He says, I'm still waiting for the wildflower discussion. 
Despite the name of this podcast, it seems to discuss wildlife such as cheetahs, zebras, and dragons rather than tackle the expected horticultural issues that I was tuning in for. I like that a lot. I like the cut of that lads, Jib. Banter. That is, that is banter. So <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for all those reviews. It really helps us get the get the word out there. Chatting Scottish rugby to um to loads of different people and oh my god. We were recording this on the Tuesday. How much Scottish rugby news has there been in one day? It's, it's been too much. It's like yeah, take out the yeah. trash day. It feels like we've been away for weeks and we're doing a big catch-up episode. It's ridiculous. It does. But so we will get into the news um, straight away, touching on the issues at Edinburgh with Magnus Bradbury and John Hardy. Also the announcement earlier this week of the Scottish Qualified Programme. Um, and then we'll get into our three Thistley issues. Gregor Townsend's first Scotland squad for the Autumn Internationals. Some new faces in there. We'll then look at Glasgow's European woes going down to Leinster on Saturday and Edinburgh's success in um, Russia. So lots and lots to get through. And Alan, you've got a quiz, haven't you? Oh, I've got a quiz. Go on then, give us a wee teaser. For what is the, what's on the menu? Booze, Russian <laughs> rugby and foreign imports. Ooh. <laughs> I've, I've Sounds got... like a really weird night out. It, it sounds like a Dave <laughs> Leslie night out. That's <laughs> true. That's true. A really weird night out could be a good name for this after all the things that's been going on at Edinburgh. But, yeah, that's um, true. Oh, Christ. We can. Uh, should we move straight into that? Let's cover off, cover off the bad news before the good stuff. Yeah. How about Magnus Bradbury today? Rich Cockrell in press conference. He has stripped him of the um, captaincy of the club over a night out issue, which led to him taking a head knock and not being able to play in either of the last two. European games. What was your take on this one, Matt? Um, I saw we can go to Alan first there. Um, but yeah, it's a funny one. I think there's a bit more that hasn't come out about the details, the the night out, and what actually happened because it seems the way that Cockrell's talking, he feels like people haven't been fully honest with him about the event. So I don't know if there's a bit more to it than it seems because if it's just a lad going, a young lad going on a night out, falling over, hitting his head, I think you can give him a bit of leeway, but. I wonder if something a bit more has happened. And in that case, we know what Cockrell's like. He's a disciplinarian. He, he has really high standards. Then that's probably the only thing he, he could do. Yeah, I think it's probably theme of the week is the SOU giving some information, but not enough information, <laughs> just in general. Ooh, Alan, I'm, wading in. I am putting my uh, PR hat on. Um, <laughs> and I think there's something sort of mildly ironic about Richard Cockrell giving people like disciplinarians for like booze behavior when you look back at sort of the stories of his time at Leicester and sort of, like <laughs> what they used to get up to I know times have changed <laughs> yeah. I know times have changed um but we, we can only go on the information that the SU have given us and with the information the SU have given which is he was drinking and he fell over I think stripping of the captaincy is pretty a bit ridiculous to be honest I am minded to actually disagree I think that this kid has been given a massive opportunity to lead basically the whole change of Edinburgh. It was like a, a, a stick in the ground from Corkle to say, this is the new culture here. You're a young guy. I want you to build it around you. And he's kind of, it sounds like he might have taken the piss a little bit. And I think he's, I think Corkle has gone in there to make massive changes. He's been let down by his captain. I think he was pretty much forced. He had to get, give it to somebody else. What does having a few beers and falling over, how does that go against this culture that Richard Cockrell's bringing in? Maybe because he missed two games. It was seen as like... Okay. That's I don't, know, I don't have an issue with him going for a few beers like earlier in the week, but I think you've got to admit that he has 
added responsibilities on his shoulder. And if these things escalate, he's either gotten a scrap or he's fallen over. Or oh, whatever. Yeah, yeah, but you know, you sorry, know, I don't know. If that, a scrap at all. You don't know that though. I don't know that at all. So I, I agree. If that has happened, then yeah, he should be stripped of his captaincy. I'm just what I'm saying is, with the information that's been given, I don't think there's enough there to legitimately strip him of the captaincy. He wasn't able to do his job in quite an important week. Yeah, that, that's how I would take it. Two weeks. Yeah. yeah. That's quite bad. <laughs> mistake. Two European I know. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I know, I, that I, is I, the... Yeah, I think it is a bit harsh. And I, hope it does, I just hope it doesn't like kind of dent his confidence in any way. Yeah. Um, uh, we'll because he's a huge talent. And oh Christ, a tough week for him. His mum is soon to be president of the SRU as well. So... <laughs> he's, getting, he's getting his kicks in before yeah, his exactly, yeah. Over, over, um, yeah anyway well I hope that his uh, form on the field returns and we get to see him playing again soon John Hardy so there's very little as Alan said that we can say or that we know about this situation we know he's been suspended for both Scottish and Edinburgh duty and reported in the Sunday Times that it is allegedly to do with use of cocaine that's about as much as we know. Have you guys got anything that you think or can say on this? I don't. I mean, as you say, it's the information's been pretty um, thin on the ground. I think if he does have a problem, then it's a real shame. First of all, I think it's a real shame that it's happened, and I don't know. It, it looks like it probably is going to be the end of his career within within the SRU, and might have ramifications ramifications the rest of his, his career. The end of his career in the SRU. Yeah, it is. What the hell are you? Like, he's never going to take up a management job. He, so no, I mean, I mean, I mean, that's the end of his playing career in the what, SRU. for Scotland. Um, possibly. I thought that's the chat, isn't it? I think that's pretty ridiculous. Mm, maybe I'm thinking. Am I, of, am I maybe, just like a bit no, too? No, maybe maybe I'm saying it's an SRU funded contract. Is what I'm saying. Sorry, and that's that's yeah, that. I get that. I think probably my my argument is there's a man currently captaining Glasgow who, in my opinion, has been found guilty of something that is worse than what John Hardy is speculated to have done. Correct. I I think you're right. I I think the whole thing, it it seems as if he's slightly been hung out to dry. Yeah. Um, But as we say, we can't say too too much on that. I think if he has got an issue, I'd rather see the SOU supporting him, getting him back on his feet and and bringing him back into the fold eventually because he's been a really good servant to Edinburgh and Scotland for the last few years. No, I think so, and I think yeah. Let's let's wait. Let's wait and see what comes out. And I think I think whatever happens, probably it probably is the end of his club career in Scotland. And I think yeah, that's he, what I was trying to say. So. Yeah, I know. So I'm I'm coming out the gate today. You are, I know, you're really, bloody I'm fighting. I know, like a Glasgow captain in Barbecue Kings. You're really coming out swinging. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we might want to try and get Ryan Wilson on one time. Well, he definitely listens as well. Damn it. Okay. Oh well. Well, we'll have to move on. Should we move on to? <laughs> Slightly more, some also some controversial matters. The Scotland qualified program was sort of officially minted at a English private school this week. Where, where was it? I don't know. It was it was an old English private school. I can't uh-huh. remember um, what it was. I think it was obviously chosen to be like we are coming to look at uh, English. Uh, You're going to <laughs> take your players. Yeah, exactly. It was essentially that, and um, so I think. Rory Lawson is is, is one of the um, the scouts that's been named. Uh, I can't yeah. remember the other the others that were named, but essentially we're just saying officially we are going out and finding Scottish qualified people around the world, which we have been doing unofficially for a long time. So it's the the people that've been appointed: Rory Lawson, Alan Tate, Ian Smith, all played for Scotland before, um, and then alongside a woman called Jan McGinnity, who was head of recruitment at Worcester Warriors. 
And this guy, Rob Brearley, who's head of the Exiles program overall, I presume he's getting a, an input. The Worcester Warriors connection continues. Well, yeah, exactly. Interesting. Um, yeah, it's, it's a funny one, isn't it? Because it seems, at the same time, the SUD have come out and said that they've never had an explicit project player I love policy that. before. I absolutely love that somebody went and briefed the press with a straight face <laughs> saying that Scotland have never had a project player um, policy. Yeah, Josh Strauss decided personally yeah. that he was going to move to Glasgow and play for Scotland. There was no contact. Yeah. Same with Will and Nell. Will and yeah. Nell. So I'm coming back to the homeland. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Bad Kirkcaldy. Um, I think it's just it's reflective of the fact that Scotland only has two pro teams, doesn't have as many players, there's a lot of playing bases in a lot of other countries, and they're just maximising whatever resources they have. It maybe leaves a bit of a sour taste in the mouth in terms of people being you know, like 100% Scottish, whatever that means. But I'm actually not too fussed about it. I think we've been very lucky. I'm looking at this here. Hugh Jones, Pergos, Price, Wilson, Swinson, Watson, Nick, Grigg have all come through that sort of pathway. So yep. is we can't a, be too high and mighty about it. Is there a point Duncan where Taylor it starts well. to bother you? So I think at the moment, a, <laughs> yeah. third, a third of the Scotland squad, or around about that, were born outside of Scotland. It's tough, isn't it? Because when, like, for example, like Josh Strauss of VP now being touted, you like know them as good Southern Hemisphere players, but not that well. And then they come in and do a really good job. And you, yeah. You're really happy about it. It's kind of the same thing. If Ollie Kebble becomes really good in a couple of years, I will welcome him with open arms to a Scotland jersey. I just think maybe Scotland do it a bit more than other countries, but every country does it. I, I just think it's, it is a product of the system which we have. We have two pro teams. We have a small population, sort of five and a half million, of which I think a, quarter, a couple hundred thousand play rugby. Like it is not, we don't have a big player pool. I think it's the SRU maximizing their resources to maintain our position as a, you know, top tier nation in the sport. Yeah. No, I know. I agree. And unless we're going to get rid of the Scottish national football team anytime soon, and we can start building up that player base. I don't really see what the options are. Do you want a full list of all the scouts? It's actually quite interesting. Gareth Wright, who's the Western Province under-18 coach, and we'll cover South Africa. Oh, they did talk about this. Nicholas sp- Bonnet in France is a sevens coach with Monaco and part of the Stade Niçois coaching group. Yeah. Is that where Josh Henderson and... Yeah, and Bruce are. Jun Kagawa is a former front row forward in Japan has been part of Scottish Rugby's Nagasaki Union Partnership for the last two years. What? <laughs> I've never heard of Kay? that. What's this? <laughs> this is amazing. I did not know about that. Campbell Aitken, former Barmier player, will be based in eastern suburbs in Sydney. And Cammy Mather will be in Auckland, where he is currently coaching Auckland University. We're going to have some great players. <laughs> Campbell Aitken sounds like he's done a good job. Yeah, I know. He's, he's just like, you used to play for Barmier, lads. Do you need someone in Sydney? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I play, played for Watsonian twos a couple of times. If you <laughs> want to send me, you know, send I can manly. Yeah, I can do a job. Like, what's he doing all day, all week, all year? I, well, Rory, L- Rory Lawson's like, you know, a TV pundit, so I presume they're combining it with other like, jobs. That's a lot of. That's a lot of people. That is uh, like that is nearly ten. What ten people scouring the earth to find anyone with Scottish heritage? Yeah, it's a In Japan, we've talked that's, about this. We've we talked that's about this weird. It is weird. There cannot be more than about a thousand people in Japan. I wonder if we'll get... I don't know, but even that... There's a lot of islanders that go from there to Japan. We'll just steal islanders. And we'll steal some islanders and send them over to Scotland for five years. 
Have you uh, seen it in a similar vein? It's a bit different, but Altrad, the Montpellier owner, has just yeah. opened up a scholarship at the Gray's College in South Africa. Yeah. That like teaches the kids French and stuff. It was five of the five of the players at Mont well four of the players at the moment I think in Montpellier um, went to Gray College because it's yeah. like Duplessis brothers, Stain and Pinar. Pinar. And Johan yeah. Goosen also went there. Yeah, it's crazy. That is mad. Um, the one other thing I would say about that is that Mark Palmer's been following this for a wee while. The Stade Niçoise thing is a link-up because they're linked to the um, Alliance, the big group that owns... Um, Alliance, yeah. Alliance, yeah. that owns Saracens. And there's... The SRU are clearly... There seems to be a strategy to get close to... Or this is Mark Palmer's theory in the Sunday Times, to get close to Alliance-supported clubs, maybe looking at some long-term financial sort of backing for the SRU or one of the clubs. Had but enough of RBS. We've had s- enough yeah. of RBS. Yeah. Can well, I get another failing anymore? financial institution, please. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right, should we move on then to um, the announcement, Scotland squad today for the Autumn Internationals against Samoa, New Zealand and Australia. And rolling straight on from the Scottish Qualified Programme, there were five names who um, have never been named in the Scotland squad before and a total of 10 uncapped players. The five new faces included Luke Hamilton, Wales under 20 cap, Leicester back rower with a dad from Sterling. What do we make of him? Um, yeah, I mean, I've I've heard of him, which is a good sign. Yep. Started at seven. I don't think for, a lot of people would have heard of him. Started at seven for just Leicester because, against. Cast. Yeah, and I think that there are a few people who have been on the radar mentioned in dispatches, but I'd never seen his name put out there at all. No, never. Um, so I've, yeah, yeah, I mean, he. I think he. So he is Welsh. I mean, he was playing for Cardiff, couldn't get a game and couldn't get a pro contract. Moved to France with Argen. And then subsequently moved to Leicester, where he's been. You're starting. really ruining my quiz, by the way. Oh shit! Sorry. <laughs> is one of the answers that he won the Pro D2 in his first series? <laughs> no, but I like that fact because he did. Good knowledge. Um, so Luke Hamilton, he's, he's been doing okay for Leicester this season. So quite a big lad. Start, starting for a very good English Premiership side. Let's see how he gets on in. Um, Interesting. Yeah. In the training squad, there was a lot of chat this week in Wales that he would be getting called up. Because oh, they're really? short a lot of sevens, so Warburton, Tipperich, James Davies are all injured, mm. and I suppose the Welsh are pretty pissed that he's been taken away. That and, is and we do really think great that news. he is eligible, right? Yes, I read <laughs> I read a piece in the Wales the Welsh press that they're yeah. pretty confident he is. Yeah. And I come on, the SRU wouldn't get it wrong twice, would they? If they might they, do. If anyone was going to get <laughs> it wrong twice, it might be the SRU. It could be. Could easily be, but it actually uh, it makes me feel a lot happier about um, about him joining the squad because if it's annoying Wales, that is a real yeah, exactly. real bonus, bonus for everyone in Scotland. Second name in that five, Dara Marfo has been playing for Edinburgh this year. Mother's from Air. I don't think he's that good, but we don't <laughs> have that many props, so yeah. He, he looks quite good against Krasnyar. Yeah, the well-known scrummaging side, Krasnyar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll see how he gets on. Another interesting one, Chris Harris. Um, be playing on the wing for Newcastle Falcons all season. Looking pretty sharp. He's got a dad from Sterling. Hasn't played on the wing once for uh, Newcastle this season, but he has played outside centre. Interesting enough. I thought you were a Toon fan as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I also got it wrong. His dad isn't from Sterling. That's Luke yeah. Hamilton's dad is from Sterling. Chris Harris is grandmother's from Edinburgh. There you go. So he's in. Nathan Fowles has been playing for Edinburgh. Cool. He's not yeah, very good. Not and nice. someone who's quite good, Byron McGuigan from uh, Sale. Scoring buckets. Top, top try scorer in the joint top try scorer in the Prem. 
So I think that's a deserved call-up. I think he's a really good cover. Play across the back three. Maybe even play 13 at a push. Like to see him have a go against Samoa? Um, who the wing? I mean, he'll be competing with someone like Lee Jones, won't he, for that other wing? So Hogg and Seymour definite starters, and then McGuigan, Jones, and... Doogie Fife. Doogie Fife. Doogie Fife. And obviously, with Timbal Viss being the massive... Um, yeah. Shall we go straight those other talking points? Let's... I can't hold back your anger anymore, Alan. No, <laughs> it's fine. Doogie, Doogie Fife versus Visser. Um, what do you think? Just very, very surprising. Um, Tim, I th- he's been out. Visser has been out of favour at Harlequins apart from the last couple of weeks where he's come back, scored a couple of tries. Mm. But Doogie Fife. <laughs> I, I, I think. T- the thing about Tim Visser is he can have some absolute hanging games and he can have some pretty good games. And there is points where his defence can be relatively shocking. But Scotland has, with the injuries, has relatively few players who can really sort of break a game. Yeah. And Visser is someone who can do that. I think against Wales um, in the Six, in the six Nations, he was, he was pretty, pretty awesome. And I just don't think Dougie Fife and no offence to him, is anything better than a solid Pro 14 player. Mm. And there's some question marks there. And you can... I would be <laughs> tempted to argue against myself. But um, I, think, I think as well that he did have like a bit of a run of games a few years ago where he played against France and, and Ireland, I think, in the Six Nations. And he did okay, but... Scored a try against France. Yeah, but I particularly remember in that Ireland game, I think the whole Scotland team had a bad game, but in particular, he, I think, just physically... He just couldn't cope with the intensity and the pace of it and and the physicality. And then since then, it's not as if he's been playing at Edinburgh like every week and being like the top standout player. Like, he's done very well to come back from being canned, I thought, unfairly. But, I mean, he's sort of been in and out of that Edinburgh team. Yeah, I just think it's an odd one. And I, I think well, I thought the last, the last we heard about him, he was sort of in and out of the Edinburgh team. Cockers wanted him around until he went on the seventh circuit for a bit of competition. Yeah. And the thing that's always kind of surprised me is I've always felt Gregor Townsend is someone who sort of looks at attacking ability first and then looks at what your defence is like. Yeah. Matawalu probably being sort of For case example. and point. Um, and it just seems strange that Tim Visser, who, you're right, I've always a bit out of favour, but has come back strong. It just, I, I just don't really get it, to be honest with you. And I think, um, but hey, it's be good to see Brian McGuigan. He is absolutely on fire at the moment mm. and actually comes across as a pretty decent lad as well. So Yeah, agreed. Um, what else? Nathan Fowles being called up ahead of presumably Sam Hidalgo Klein. That seems rubbish to me. Yeah, I mean, it's a difficult one because I, I don't think either of them are very good or have been playing very well, but I think that... Hidalgo Klein's been doing all right. He's just so inconsistent. Like, even yeah, against Krasnyar, did well slotting in at 10, but that's that's by the by. And just his passing, I think he, I think he actually has when he's passing at his best, the best pass out of any of the nines that we have. I think it's the quickest. I think it's the sharpest. But it's so inaccurate half the time. He's just chucking it on the floor, and I, I, he just he's infuriatingly inconsistent. And I think that's probably been the doing of him. But then I kind of look at Nathan Fowles, and I just think like, what are you really bringing to the party? He's never really held down a starting spot wherever he's been. No. And a name I wanted to talk about was, was Ben Velicott, who's been playing yeah. at Gloucester. And fair enough, he's just having his breakthrough season, but he got his first start 
a few weeks ago, scored a couple of tries. Um, I don't know, if you want to have someone who's like maybe not going to start, maybe come off the bench against someone like Samoa, he could probably be the guy. Yeah, I completely agree. I think at the end of the day, Nathan Fowles is going to be third choice scrum half behind Pergos and Price. And I think we can all we can all probably agree that Nathan Fells isn't ever going to be the starting Scotland nine. However, Ben no. Bellicott in a few years yeah. could be pushing. Could be. Yeah, so it definitely. feels like it would have been more valuable to get him in the squad than Fells. That's good analysis, Alan. Thank you. That's <laughs> why you're here. That is why you're here. Right. Something that got us angry when we've been talking about the Glasgow games recently, we've talked about the, the shortcomings of the Scotland squad over the last year or so. We never really seem to have a big, combative, ball-carrying number eight that makes a difference. And the only one that we had at our disposal, Josh Strauss, not in the squad at all. It's a bit harsh on Cornell Dupree. I don't think he's ever really made an impact at Scotland level. I think he could. I'm glad to see at least that he has been picked and you're not putting in someone like Ryan Wilson at eight as a stopgap. True. But I, just, I just don't understand it. I, I think that Townsend's not a big fan of him. And I think that you've seen that, that he didn't renew his contract last year and he's not picked him now. And I just, maybe we don't see stuff behind the scenes, but whenever Strauss has played for Glasgow or Scotland, and particularly in like the big physical games, he's the one that stands out. You think of sort of the France match last year um, when we beat Ireland, I thought he was really, really good. Um, I just think the back row lacks balance without someone like him. So where would you, who would you start in that back row, out of the names um, in the squad? In the squad, I, I was thinking about today and I would go... What I think it will be is Watson, Wilson and Dupria. No Barkley. Oh, I forgot about Barkley. <laughs> <laughs> what I think it will be actually will be Watson, Barkley, start, Wilson. Yeah, I think they'll start Wilson at number eight. Gregor Townsend loves Wilson. Which I just think they're all kind of the same player. Yeah, couldn't literally couldn't agree more. Um, I would like to see that back row with Connell Dupree at number eight. I think Ryan, it's got Ryan Wilson out. Ryan Wilson possibly on the bench. Because at least he can cover six and eight and then Barkley can yeah. always move across yeah. seven. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well. And Wilson has played seven before as well. Yeah, um, slot in. Well, it'll be interesting to see the other uncapped players named in the squad. Jamie Ritchie, really exciting talent in the back row. Would you like to see him maybe give him a shot against Samoa? I'd like to see him get given a shot at some point, but... It's a bit of a baptism of fire against Samoa with maybe a bit of a weakened team um, sort of physicality. But maybe maybe not to start, but he can come off the bench in that sort of match. Yeah, George um, Turner's equipped himself well for Glasgow the last couple of weeks, really abrasive in the loose, yeah. possibly what, a question. Once again, as we talk, talked last week, I think he could he could go, come on off the bench and do a really good job, add a bit something a bit different. Because I think you look at that pack and Ford is likely to start just for the scrummaging, I think. For a star, or... Well, McAnally's proven himself to be cock a Cocker's yeah. favourite. He's played pretty much every game for Edinburgh. Yeah. I think front row, looking at William Nell, um, Stuart McAnally, and then Simon Bergen. I think it's going to be a full Edinburgh front row. Not Jamie Batty. Do Bergen and Nell not play the same position? Mm, come on, mate. Don't call me out like that. I, I, I don't know. I looked, <laughs> I looked it up today, and they, they play the same position. I think... And ja so does Jamie, Andrew Ferguson. Jamie Batty is the most senior and most experienced loose head that we've got and yeah. most experienced i yeah. mean he has zero scotland caps yeah <laughs> mate i was looking at this today our three best props 
Ferguson, Nell, and Bergen, or most experienced, are all all tight heads. Tight what happened heads. to Alan Dell? He was on the bench for he's, Edinburgh yeah, the other week. He says he's injured. He's in the injury list. Oh, that's another thing that we need S- to touch supposedly on. Supposedly, he's had a groin injury. Mm. Ah, but how about that? Um, listen to this. This is the Scotland injury list. Adam Ash, Mark Bennett, Fraser Brown, Alan Dell, Alistair Dickinson, Richie Gray, Rory Hughes, Greg Laidlaw, Sean Maitland, Gordy Reid, Matt Scott, and Duncan Taylor. <laughs> That's not fair. There How many starters s- there? Fraser Brown, guaranteed starter. If one of Della Dickinson. One of Della Dickinson. Yeah, uh, Richie Gray, Gray starter. Grieg. Grieg, starter. Sean Maitland, starter. Duncan Taylor. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Duncan Taylor, you'd like to see him. He would would certainly have been in the mix this autumn, I think. But maybe we cover that with Hugh Jones coming over and into the into the mix. Yeah, and I just think we've talked about it before. Of all the home nations, once you scratch the surface, <laughs> you're really just getting into. You just we are not so bare bones. Um, and I think that's probably this is probably the first time in the last, especially since we've been doing this podcast, where it's really sort of got to this yeah. point. I know we've talked people. That, what I was just going to say. That being said, last autumn. We started with Xander Ferguson and Alan Dell both on absolute zip caps for Scotland as well. That is true. Mm, that's a good point. I mean, I'm not. I they've equipped themselves, but I really thought that by this autumn, you know, they would be. We'd have you know a second string that would <laughs> maybe going every autumn. Yeah. Where are these people going to? Where are these props going to come from? And look, you just got to pray. Jamie Batty's um, applied himself pretty. Yeah, Amazingly, right. actually. Yeah, yeah he's, done really, really he's well. done well. Essentially playing Prem Rugby um, last year. So let's just hope he can step yeah. up to the plate. I suppose one, one actual positive, and you were talking about this earlier, Matt, is that despite all of those injuries, if you go through the back line, you can put together a really, really tidy-looking yeah. um, starting starting seven. And anyway. even the minus the front row of the pack of like sort of Gray, Swinson, got the options of Dupree, Barkley, Wilson, Watson... It's pretty good, actually. It is pretty decent. And then you've still got Ali Price, Finn Russell, and then a selection of centers that you can choose from mm. and a great options in the back three. Maybe we're missing Maitland, but, you know, we can fill that gap at the moment. Yeah. You get one injury in that back line and you're scraping. Yep. <laughs> like, you are really scraping. Rue Jackson, Jackson can cover every position, mate. That, that is, that's true. Rue Jackson Forgot is, about King, King Ruri. King Ruri. Someone referred covered. to it as the Renaissance today on um, Twitter. Oh, <laughs> love it. I absolutely love it. So the Renaissance. <laughs> steal that. 
yeah that's ours now the renaissance is uh is coming back so that's where we are quick very quickly before we move on what do you think the based on that squad what do you think we're going to do in the autumn matt what do you think we cannot be pushing for two we can't we'd like two wins but you guys... I, think we'll get, I think we'll get two wins some more in australia mate it's great that australia beat new zealand because if they hadn't beat new zealand then they'd be desperate for that win yeah they'll send like an okay squad i think we'll, i think day. i think we're gonna win one i think we're gonna beat samoa and we'll be australia we're better than them i think we will are we yeah i think we'll lose fairly comfortably to new zealand and then push australia close yeah but we will come on to that much more in the weeks to come right glasgow not a new quiz Oh, yeah, shit. Should we do the quiz quickly? We'll yep. do the quiz now. Yeah, yeah go do on, do it now. Quiz now. Break it up. That's what people came for. Cool. Right. First question. Booze. Booze. Okay. Booze. What four alcohol brands are either sponsors or partners of Scottish rugby? Oh, nice. It's uh, a good one. That is really... I think I've got three. Yeah. Oh, no, I think... Oh, I don't know. Have I got more than three? I think I've got four. Go on then, Matt. Are we doing it? We'll we'll, we'll go all the way through. Yeah. What ex-Edinburgh player has previously played for Krasnayar? What? (laughs) Oh, yeah, I know this. What ex-Edinburgh rugby player has previously played for Krasnayar? Did an interview in the week about it. Yeah, he did. And he actually, he signed in 2014, so this isn't like ages ago. That all being said, I still don't know <laughs> the answer. <so. laughs> um, yeah, ruining, ruining my quiz. What former clubs has uh, Luke Hamilton played for? Three former clubs. Oh. oh, sorry. One current club, two former clubs. <laughs> okay, I've got all, all right. of those. Wonderful. Brian McGuigan has played... And current or currently plays has has played for one club and has previously played for four other clubs. Ooh, the four other clubs all in different countries. Who are they? So we're not talking about his current club. Current club and the four former clubs. Is that four in total? Five in total. Mm. Having an absolute shocker on this quiz. So he plays for one now, and he's had four previous clubs. Okay. Okay. You got you got much okay. there, Dave. I've got a couple. I mean, I've got <laughs> I've got the one he plays for and the one he previously played for. <laughs> and you have the one he previously played for before that. Oh right, which means that's definitely the one I've got, not the one in between. <laughs> <laughs> and last but not least, our last foreign import. Oh, I've got another one. Air's greatest son, Daryl Marfil, has played for three other English sides. Who? Three English sides. Who are they? <laughs> I think I know one of them definitely. I know one of them definitely, but and it's the one he came from. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know the other ones. Good question. It's, oh, these are great quiz. Yeah, I'm liking this one. I don't, right. I don't know the answers, but it's a good quiz. Four booze brands. Dave, what you got? Caledonia, like the brewery. The, the greatest of the great <laughs> the, Caledonia the, best the greatest alcohol I also brand had in Caledonia. the world the greatest pint there ever was mm-hmm. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Eden Mill Eden Mill number two Dave did you not get Eden Mill gin I didn't not, get Eden he's Mill he's not a Randy's well. legend so third one Famous Christ they're not involved is it anymore? not oh, I no. had Famous Christ 
No. I've got another one. What you got? got Krabby's. Krabby's? SRU's official ginger beer sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> too many I bet, they were, I bet they were queuing at the door for <laughs> yeah, that exact exactly. gig, yeah. So Caledonia Best is the official beer sponsor. Eden Mills the official gin sponsor. And then Guinness. Oh, Guinness. Oh, no. sorry, mate. I wasn't going to say that anyway. So. Guinness are sort of like a partner is what they describe them. There you go. There's I thought Famous Grice was loose, but there you go. Yeah, I know. Uh, I, it's a shame. About three. Right. Former I got one. player, Edinburgh player who played Krasnodar. Chuck it in the dark. What do you think? Who might it be? Tom Brown. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 really, I really don't know. Well, Ch- took a year out after Edinburgh <laughs> to go to Siberia. That's what I thought. He did. He fell off the map for a wee while, didn't yeah. he? <laughs> what you got? Is Nick McLennan. It is Nick McLennan. One of the weirdest stories I've ever heard. That's really weird. He was at Wakato Boys High School, played a bit in North Otago, and then just like decided to go to like Krasnyar for like uh, Can- Canterbury supposedly had a partnership with them. Yeah, and they yeah. used to like send young people there. Character building, crazy. I mean, real character. It was when he was at like Lincoln University. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is so weird. <laughs> um, right, Luke Hamilton. I'm assuming you're all three. You're gonna get all three clubs, current and former. What Leicester, Agen, Cardiff. Leicester, Agen, Cardiff. Right. Brian McWiggin, five clubs. What you got, Davos? I've got Sale, current. Yeah. Previous Exeter. Yeah. Previous Glasgow. Yeah. Do you know... I'm not... I don't have any more. I can guess, though, if you want. Yeah, I'd like to hear that. Apprenticeship contract of the borders? <laughs> it's kind of right. Is it? Border Bulldogs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. In, in, South, in South Africa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, oh, I put the Stormers, but that was all. No, he was at the Board of Bulldogs when he got picked up by Glasgow at some... What was the other club? Bay of Plenty. Oh. Between oh, Glasgow and Exeter. Yeah, he played in the ITM Cup. He played in the ITM Cup. Mm. Very interesting. Take three. And our last man, Air's Finest, Daryl Marfil. What you got? I know he came from Bath. He did I also come from Bath. Bath. Any other clubs? Wasps? Nah. Worcester? Nah. I wrote Leicester. Harlequins? Harlequins, yeah. London Scottish. London. Irish. Welsh. Welsh. Ah. He's so been around, hasn't he? He has been around. For Never a... really made an impact anywhere, has he? <laughs> and, now he's and, now, got, and now he's in the Scotland squad. And now he's got a good chance of getting a Scotland cap. And you played for London Welsh in that season where they literally got pumped <laughs> by... Lost every game. And then went into administration. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Darryl. <laughs> um, Darryl. Yeah, so there you good. go. Good, like really good quiz. I think... I won that? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I like Brian McGuigan's backstory. Yeah, it's quite cool. I like actually. that he's been around. Yeah, That's good. So um, he said that um, when he was playing for South Africa 7's team in Dubai, that's where Gregor Townsend tapped him up. Oh, really? For the, for the Warriors. Pretty cool. Like that. Yeah. Like that a lot. Uh, speaking of the Warriors, um, their second loss on the spin in Europe, effectively ruling them out i would say on the latter stages of the european champions cup they went down 34 18 to leinster at scotston but the returning stuart hogg scoring a cracking try and tommy seymour crossing the whitewash as well lads we were all together watching it pretty frustrating afternoon all told yeah it just was a really poor performance like i i i could i could kind of see that if, if guys were going to lose it's because of just getting you know out muscled up front, but I didn't think that Le- Leinster quite had the same pack as someone like Exeter. 
Um, but they just ground them down. I think it was really impressive from them. It was really efficient. But Glasgow just really made life dif- difficult for themselves. It was clearly a bit of a wet day. And they were just chucking stupid passes. Um, yep. When they did kick, it was like little chips. And Finn Russell has been charged down like 10 times a season. Or just hit the body in front of him. Um, it was good that you said so, they. When they kicked, it was all just little chips. It was... Oh, Finn. yeah, Finn. I mean, the second half yeah. is kicking wall. Yeah, it was poor. So was just, one thing I would say, though, a lot of our tries this season have come from little Finn Russell kicks. <laughs> I mean, yeah. like, they they, they I literally know. have. Yeah. I mean, he's doing it a lot, but obviously it is a tactic, a tactic. that um, they're going for. He's picked up the very flat crossfield kick from um, Bowden Barrett as well. Yeah. He's doing that a, a little bit as like the mm. sort of the flat pass kick. Yeah. Not to the same level of success, but, you know, <laughs> he is doing it. I just, yeah, I just, I feel as well that, like, Leinster are good and they were efficient, but they're not that good. And it wasn't, like, against Exeter, it was like, oh, you know what? Like, they're actually, they look like a really impressive team. But I just felt like, I don't know, that game was sort of one we should have won, really, thinking about winning. So, yeah, it was, it was a bit rubbish. Do you think I thought it was going to be a bit more of a, of an open, free-flowing game, but I actually thought Leinster were pretty similar to Exeter in the way they... It was all quite one-dimensional, yeah. but they were just really clinical. Yeah, they were. Like, both Leinster and Exeter, whenever they were in our half, they A, kept the ball really well, and they kind of always got points, Yeah. Um, which Glasgow just aren't able to do. Because um, the way we look at it, I was looking at the stats, I think we had more clean breaks, more defenders beaten, more offloads pretty similar territory and we just seem to be struggling to convert a lot of those kind of mini breaks and whatnot into mm. points definitely I, I think it's something we we tweeted at the weekend that there just seems to be no plan b with glasgow at the moment like clearly the game plan to run leinster off their feet was not going to work because the weather wasn't great and just passes weren't sticking so i think it's at that point you've got to get someone like johnny gray you know, whoever the leader is to come in and say, lads, we just need to tighten this a bit. But I just don't know if that's like in Finn Russell's sort of locker, that's, that game management. That's um, actually what my dad said to me when I was chatting to him on the phone about it. He said that Glasgow seemed to lack a, a, like a big leader on the park that can sort of impose that change, that can sort of say, lads, absolutely scrap it, stuff up your jumper and let's just take them on up front and see if we can grind out some penalties and some possession. With Finn, it seems that, you know, he almost doubles down. We were 65 minutes in and we were chucking it around in our own five meter line trying to run yeah. the length. And it just, it seems like pretty mad. Mm. There's a difference though between not doing a plan B and actually just not having the personnel to even to execute yeah. a plan yeah. B. Like, fair enough, let's put it under a jumper, but we don't have the personnel to actually that do that true. against Leinster. Yeah. Like, Scott Fardy is going to deal with that all day. Yeah, I, I thought just like even someone like Reese Ruddock, who. Is it good, but just seems so much bigger than all of our players? Yeah. And, and I think that's, like, in recent weeks, Glasgow really lacked. Like, you've got a good back row, but, you know, someone said, like, I think Adam Ash is a six at best. He's not a ball-carrying number eight. I think Glasgow have missed that. That, that was the thing that I really wanted Glasgow to get in the summer. And, I don't know, once again, I'm talking about Josh Strauss getting rid of him. I think that's the kind of game he would have really stood up in and relished. Um, so they're just not getting that front foot ball at all. It does seem that. That carrying sort of back three, Ryan Wilson has never been uh, never been that an effective carrier. Adam Ash just could not make any breakthrough, and there's only so much work that Callan Gibbons can do. And ball carrying, he's good at, but it's not the the ultimate strength of his game. 
you don't want him to be your primary carrier. Mm. Yeah. And Johnny Gray, I thought, came on to a little bit of a game. Start of the second half, he looked like he was carrying a bit better. He looks like he's coming back to a bit of fitness. But him and um, Cummings, they're... I don't know. They're just—they're not the most effective carriers in that sort of second row position either. And I think probably as well, you know, injuries were pretty big in the game. Massive. Yeah. Yeah. Like George Turner was playing flanker at one point. Yep. Um, yep. So Wilson and Gibbons both off when they like clashed. Yes. Clash heads as well. Um, positives though, Hog. How yeah. good is Hog? Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, didn't think he'd be that. He good. looks terrible though. Oh, what? <laughs> like his lid. Yeah. His. He's no. playing great, but his lid is so Luke, bad. He doesn't look like a pro, does he? Looks no. awful. No. Looks like just like a local builder. It's like <laughs> a bloke that they sort of roped in. He looks awful. He needs he, he looks so bad, that haircut. He needs yeah. to go to wherever like Ali Price no, is getting yeah, his lid chopped. Yeah, Ali Price, we know you're a big listener. Get get Stuart, Stuart Take down him down to the it. barbers. Get him to the barbers yeah. with you. It's but just the first half when Glasgow weren't clicking, every time that Stuart Hogg touched the ball, it was the first time he touched it. And he did a spiral kick clearance that went sort of like 60 meters. Yeah. And you're thinking, right, that's absolute class. And then he gets his first touch, does someone on the outside, hand off. It was Henshaw. Was it was Henshaw. Absolutely did Henshaw on the outside. He's away, 50 meter gain. And then he's quick enough to finish off that, um, that little dink through. Yeah. yeah. Sort of Finn, then via Tommy Seymour mm. as well. Um, to finish it off by the skin of his teeth, essentially. Like, no one else on the pitch is doing that. A polar bear wouldn't have finished that. <laughs> polar bear was <laughs> roughly six and a half kilometers yeah. an hour too slow to finish that. <laughs> had gone dead. He was absolutely gutted. Um, Usain Bolt would have finished it. Yeah, yeah. Usain Bolt. Yeah. Cheetah definitely would have finished it. Cheetah definitely would have finished it. But yeah, so that was good to see. Um, yeah, so he is a positive, absolutely. And the other one I actually thought, especially for Scotland... Pete Horn had a pretty good game. Yeah, I thought Pete Horn. Oh, he's been good, good this season. Yeah, no, I think he's been good as well in attack and defence. He's got a great pass. Yeah. Well, he had that great pass for the the second try. Yeah. Really, really flat. Good little wrap around he did as well with Russell for the first. I think as well, you like it's easy to forget that people like Fagerson and Batty, like that's Batty's second ever European match. Well, that actually, Fagerson scr- must have played the like, scrum six. wasn't the scrum was not a point of weakness either. No. No. So all we say about the, the, the forwards getting battered up front, which I think they did ultimately, the scrum yeah. didn't go back all day. So, you know, hopefully in the long run, these are the make games that will sort of, like, you know, make them as players. But, I mean, having with that Scotland squad being announced today and those injuries they've sustained, Glasgow essentially don't have a team for um, the matches during the Ottawa Yeah, people should check out the graphic that we put on Twitter. They're, yeah, we'll retweet like, it. They're screwed. <laughs> it's a really big issue. Because it's, it's Scottish players and it's also the likes of Matawale with Fiji, Sarto and Venisa with Italy. Sarto looked really good for Glasgow. He did actually. He ate some really good breaks, but so physical. Yeah, so we're gonna see Dave Rennie's gonna be really tested to put out a side um in the game. At least it is well, the next game, sorry. And it's the Kings. Yeah. At home. Well, oh god. <laughs> Need to win that. Yeah. Sold out though. Sold out. out. Glasgow can sell out a crowd. Any any Southern Kings. Any team, yeah, sold out. I think sold we're resting Twitter. some players. Okay. Do right. wait. Do Scotland players play this game? When's the? F- it's on. It's on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. no, the Scotland game is two and a half weeks away. They'll. I think this will be the last one. Yeah, that Scotland yeah this play. is the eleventh. Yeah, yeah. This is the last game. This is the last yeah. game that they'll play. I just wonder if they'll rest any players um, after the two Champions Cup games, or whether they'll yeah, see maybe. this as actually we need to. Need we need to win. to win this game. We need to win. Kick yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. 
get back. Um, well, we will see on Saturday. Um, Edinburgh, should we should we have should we go should we go to the far the far east? Actually, that's not right. Moscow. Moscow. <laughs> Still quite far east. It's quite it's far. Eurasia. It's, it's not the far east. Although though, supposedly Krasnyar had to travel further than Edinburgh. yeah they yeah. did they did. <laughs> <laughs> the poor lads, and apparently it, uh, they went down seventy three fourteen on a pitch that looked the sort of like. The ones in um, Invalid Park. It did look really bad. It really, really bad. <laughs> I mean, it looked worse than Invalid Park. Actually, a yeah, lot, a lot yeah. worse than. It looked like they'd time travelled to sort of like, you know, proper communist Russia. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Why? <laughs> it did. No, it, it did, to be fair. Classic but generalization. Exa- exactly. Sorry. Um, yeah, so they won uh, 73 14 tries from Blair Kinghorn, Sam Hidalgo Klein, Lewis Carmichael. Uh, Cochran, McCallum, and Stuart McAnally. Yeah. What the, can Edinburgh take from this? Other than well, the fact obviously, that you know, woke up on Saturday morning and was like, this is the highlight of my weekend. I'm going to watch it. But the stream didn't work. So what are you meant to do? Are you meant to go and watch the Legends of the Cup? Yes. You're forced. You're absolutely forced to, forced to watch New Zealand, Australia. But then, you know, they've got the, st- the full matchup, which I've watched. Same. And... Uh, I mean, I fast-forwarded to the tries. <laughs> <laughs> I watched it. Uh, you know, like, play what's in front of them. Um, I thought some of the young guys, like, um, in the back row, Crosby and Carmichael, really good. I, I like the look of Crosby, actually. Yeah, I mean, that try really scored against like, London Irish yeah. the week before was an absolute joke. Just, like, goes, goes for it in the carries. Um, talking about abrasive ball carriers. Yeah, I know he's young, but hopefully in a couple of years' time, builds up a bit of weight, he could be a man to be playing in the back row for Scotland at... Eight with Matt Ferguson. With Matt Ferguson, yeah. Maybe he, maybe Matt Ferguson's going to get some time now that he's. Uh, that'd be good. Yeah, that'd be good um, to see. Yeah, I thought that they were pretty clinical in what they did. None of the tries, I did, none of the tries I thought were sort of like that expansive or exciting. But the second try was really good. Who scored that? Um, no, I think Kinghorn scored the first one. Oh, the second one was when Hoyland put the chip through to yes. Klein. Yeah, that was nice actually. But I think there's a lot of just like look, kick it to the corner. They had them in the mall. They had them in the scrum all day. Um, yeah, players in front of you come away with a decent win. Do you know what annoyed me most about that YouTube video? What's that, mate? Was that at halftime, rather than just stopping the stream, oh, yeah. they just closed the lid of the camera <laughs> and then left yeah. it black for like 15 minutes. But they had the sound on as well, <laughs> so you could hear people just walking around and talking in Russian. <laughs> <laughs> it was so weird. Yeah. Um, wow. I've only seen the highlights, but I'm going to go back and watch that. Yeah, that yeah sounds no, that's really, surreal. Really so, is there anything to learn from this other than the fact that Stade Francais hate <laughs> the European <laughs> Challenge Cup? So, Stade Francais also got pumped by London Irish at the weekend. They're so bad. I think, which I this, I think the Krasnyar pack are kind of like maybe like z- just below zebra level. Their back line is worse than Mackey. <laughs> <laughs> like genuinely the backs the backs would get would Krasnyar Krasny win Prem 1 Pro- probably yes just because of the pack just because of the pack I don't think they would the, the backs would struggle to get into some Prem sides like they wouldn't get in the Melrose side 100% yeah yeah. that is mad <laughs> but you know two wins out of two I mean, that's what Edinburgh can take. Two sure. wins out of two. They're back on winning, uh, back to winning ways. They've got, you know, no problems at home to worry about. So, you know, they're back. Yeah. I think you wanted to get out of there with no injuries. I think Tovey getting injury. Yeah. A, yeah, that's a real shame. Real annoying one because Ware's not back till end of November, yeah, November. I think. So, uh, and Tovey, I mean, again, it was like London Irish second string in Krasnyar, but Tovey was looking relatively yeah, sharp. sharp. 
At least um, you've got in, on the injury front, you've got Rory Sutherland and Watson coming back. Yes. Next week? Sutherland played for Hoyke at the weekend. And I think Watson's available for this weekend. Okay. Well, that's um, good. Which would be good to see. Should we move on to predictions good for to this? See. Yes, predictions for this weekend. Should we start at. Um, Glasgow has Start with Glasgow. Kings. Glasgow, Southern on Kings. Friday night. Friday night. What do you reckon to that then? Are they going to be able to bounce back from disappointment in Europe? Yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting to see what, as we talked about, what kind of team they play, but Southern Kings are best, better at home and they've not even been good at home and they've been pretty abject on the road. Really poor on the road. So I can't see anything but a Glasgow win. I think you need to actually chase the target a bonus point. Bonus point win so you're going to say bonus, bonus point win for Glasgow? Yeah, win like 28. Eight, 28-12. Extra penalty for... No, I'm going to give Kings two tries, one unconverted. Very good. Uh, Alan? Glasgow win if it's dry. 52-14 if it's wet. <laughs> I don't know, something less. <laughs> Very good. I think, I think it will be a Glasgow bonus point win as well. I think that we wanted to put yeah. down a marker to say, okay... We might be crap in Europe, but we're still going to win the Pro 14. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then Edinburgh. Ooh, banana skin. Away to Benetton Treviso. Two o'clock on Saturday. <laughs> Treviso are a minute away from beating Toulon. They lost to Toulon in the last kick of the game. Yeah. They're quite they're good. They're pretty good. Well they're, well, they're definitely a lot better than they used to be. But maybe that's a good thing, in a sense, that Edinburgh aren't going to go there and be complacent. Um, tough back-to-back away games. But that's tough. <sighs> Predictions. I think Edinburgh will win by a point. 18, One, a, sing, 18, a single point. Yeah, 18-17. Alan, what do you think? Uh, I think, uh, yeah, I think we'll win by like 10 points. 10? Yeah. I think we'll be fine. I think Hamish Watson will be back. And I uh, think we'll just have a bit too much for them up front. Fingers crossed. I think that Edinburgh will lose. I just think that the way things are going, I just fe- it just feels that they it'll be like the end of like the perfect storm. Yeah, I think the Sunday newspapers are going to be like, "What's next <laughs> for Edinburgh?" Or like, you know, the fairy tale start for Cockers comes crashing in. <laughs> it's going to yeah, be yeah. It's good copy you're writing. Over yeah, there. it is. So I think I think there's going to be. I think they're going to lose. It's fair. I saw there were one of the. Pa- I wouldn't be surprised. So. One of the papers was like comparing Edinburgh stuff to the Aberdeen football stuff that happened recently where that guy got pissed and fell in the river and got hypothermia. <laughs> one of my favourite stories ever. <laughs> um, I mean, I'd, I would forgive Bradbury if that had what happened. That's more fun. Yeah. Fell in the water leaf. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, right, should we call it a day then, lads? That I, is, that's it, the anniversary pod. Quick shout out to Melrose, I think. Yes. Yeah. Seven bonus point wins in a row? Eight bonus point wins. Eight. Away at Golden Acre as well, which Absolutely is always them. great. Yeah, that's true. It's great to watch the nails lose. Yeah, I hate the nails. That is, yeah, serious work from, from Melrose. I think there's been quite a lot of chat about, because I think Ali Miller plays eight. They've got Hoyt next week as well. And I think So it'll be nine. Yeah, Ali Miller probably get some game time. Razor Thompson is quality. But remember he got a pro contract yeah, with Glasgow, Glasgow for a bit, but then he, he decided to... Kind of in. He was like, nah, I actually prefer playing for Melrose. Fair enough. Wasn't getting any games at Glasgow. Fair play. Fair play to him, I say. And I think Ross McCann is now off of the sevens. Yeah, he is. Scotland are playing in this little sort of mini tournament in South Africa. Yeah, not too shabby. 
And Sam Pecure, actually. Yeah, yeah. He's it's top try scorer in the Prem at the moment. So, nah, Prem's looking good this year. Good teams in it. Yeah. Particularly at the top. Hoy can like they'll go down. Hoy can probably mark going to play in that playoff. Yeah. Um, I think the other teams are a bit too strong. Yeah. But, yeah. Just there that. we are. A little bit of Prem Run action to, to finish up. So, uh, thanks a lot, guys. Um, as I say, that is our one-year anniversary pod. So, thanks for sticking with us for uh, for the last year. You can always find us on Twitter at Thistle Rugby Pod, um, on Instagram, Thistle Understroke Rugby Understroke Pod, or on the Apple iTunes Store. Please get on there, leave us a review, five stars. We love hearing from you. For another week, cheers. Peace. Cheers, guys. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Geeky Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.